Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 20 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast now has almost 1,000 total plays. I'm so thankful for all of you that listen and offer encouraging words about the podcast. There are big things in the future of this podcast which I'm super excited about. In this episode, I talk about how I view my work as a mental health therapist, giving yourself permission to feel your emotions, what makes up deep friendship, the courage to be imperfect, how discomfort can lead to growth, and how beauty and strength can come from pain and struggle. I am also a mental skills coach, and I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. The 20-minute initial consultation is free, and going from there, I offer paid 30-minute sessions. If you would like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. In my work as a therapist, I talk with my clients about their struggles, their shame, and the battles they face that oftentimes no one else knows about. People do not come to counseling just to chat, and in counseling, we don't typically talk about how incredibly good life can be and how well things might be going. We often focus on the darkest parts of the human experience. We talk about struggle and pain. Clients talk to their therapist about things that they do not talk to anyone else about. Therapy is beautiful and very personally fulfilling work because beauty can come from pain. It does not automatically come, but it can. If we run from our pain, beauty will not come from it. If we face the pain from our past and the pain in our present, we can become stronger because of it, not in spite of it. It takes bravery and courage to confront our pain and difficulties. We cannot do it alone. We need guides along the path, and we need co-travelers. That's how I view my work as a therapist. I am not a person who has answers to all of life's questions, but I am a person that walks with people in their pain in order to find hope, to heal, and to move forward in better ways than they could before. I don't have everything figured out, and anyone who says they do hasn't figured out yet that they don't have everything figured out. We are in this life together, and I think it is better to be there for someone instead of against them. We can help each other if we look for ways to do so. Every person has unique gifts and skills to the point that no one helps two people in the exact same way, and no two people can help the same person in the exact same way. We all have different things to offer. It's important to keep in mind that no matter how difficult things get, there is beauty in the world. I was recently visiting a college campus and I was overwhelmed by the beauty of the buildings and the landscape. And it occurred to me that I, along with everyone else, will not be able to visit every beautiful site or landscape in the world. 
Sometimes we get caught up in how difficult things are and how much suffering there is in the world. But I remember, recognize, and know that there is more beauty in the world than I could ever see in one lifetime. Some people will say to someone who is in pain, oh, it could always be worse. And people say this in an attempt to make the hurting person feel better, but this is called minimizing. And the message that a statement like this holds is, your circumstance is not that bad, so don't get overwhelmed. As well as, your pain is insignificant when compared to other people's pain. We need to be allowed to feel how we feel. We need to give ourselves and others permission to feel our true emotions. If we have reason to be sad, we need to give ourselves permission to feel sad. We do not need to immediately distract ourselves from that feeling and just get by however we can. Sadness carries messages with it. There is appropriate sadness and there are appropriate reasons to be sad. If a person we love dies, we should not immediately try to get rid of the feelings of sadness, heartbreak, and grief. Oftentimes, the healing is in the feeling, and feeling can bring healing. Instead of immediately trying to turn your attention away from discomfort, face what you're feeling. In high-intensity functional fitness, workouts can be very uncomfortable. And the solution in that discomfort is not to remember how great our lives are, but maybe the point of the pain is to remember that this discomfort can make us better. We are hurting now in order to get somewhere that we want to be. We persist in the discomfort of not giving in to every craving for junk food in order to get the body that we want. We persist in the discomfort of studying in order to get the education degree that we want and to become smarter and stronger while in the process. We sit in the discomfort of feeling painful emotions so that we can work through them so that our difficulties strengthen our character instead of breaking it. We sit in the difficulty of being there for our friends when they are struggling so that we can help them. Great friends are the ones that we know we can cry with when we need to. My deepest friendships have been forged in the fire of walking together and being together through life's difficulties. The deepest friendships I have are the ones where I can confidently say, if I fall, I can trust that you will help. I can call you when I am hurting and you will listen to me. And when I am struggling, I know that I can count on you to help me. As a therapist, I tend to have the deepest friendships with people who I can be the most emotionally vulnerable with. Those are the friends that I can tell anything to and I know that they will not desert me because of my struggles. They are the ones I can count on to grab my hand and help me on the path that I want to be on in my life. They are the people that I have given permission to to speak truth into my life and call me out on the inconsistencies I have between who I say I want to be and who I actually am. They are the ones who hold me accountable to a high standard that they believe I can attain. They call me to be the person they know I can be. They are the ones who can also count on me to do the same, to hold their hand and help them to continue on the path that they want to be on. Deep friendship is a balance of holding each other up when one person falls. Empathy is very important in deep friendships. It's not that one person is higher up than the other. And it's not that we only want to know about the other person's strengths and successes. Because how deep of a friendship can we have with people who only want to know about our strengths and successes and do not accept us when we are struggling and need support? 
The best friendships are the ones where both people are on a journey and they call on each other for guidance and help. In our struggles and in our pain, we need people who we can trust. We need reliable friends. Deep trust in friendships gives us courage, the courage to be imperfect. When we can trust that we know we don't have to be perfect to be accepted, we are more free to be ourselves. We can take risks in the name of becoming our best self, and that often means being on a journey of trial and error while correcting our trajectory when we sway from the path that we know is best for us. When we feel like we have to be perfect for people to accept us, we put immense pressure on ourselves and we can be hypercritical of ourselves, which can lead us to get fixated on every single little thing that we do not do perfectly. We can then be quick to put ourselves down and to get overwhelmed because there are so many mistakes that we can make even when we are trying our absolute hardest. This is a lesson that I have been learning. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things very well all the time. That pressure is stifling and it can be overwhelming. When I put pressure on myself in therapy sessions with my clients, it can be overwhelming to the point that I can find myself not showing my clients the courage to be imperfect, which is an important part of the counseling theory I follow, which is Adlerian therapy. It's modeling the courage to be imperfect for the client. If we put pressure on ourselves to be perfect, that pressure can wear off onto other people too. In being a therapist, there is so much need for the courage to be imperfect. Carl Jung said, Know all the theories, master all the techniques, but as you touch a human soul, be just another human soul. The morning of the very first session I ever did as a therapist when I was in graduate school, I was reading over a textbook from my counseling skills class. I was doing everything I could to prepare for my very first session as a therapist. Then, later that day, as I walked in the room with my client for the session, we sat across from each other. As the client and I started talking, I realized that connection and understanding are two of, if not the most, important skills to have as a therapist. Leading up to this session, I was reviewing my counseling theory and looking back over the skills and techniques that I could use. And I remember that specific moment where I realized that I always need to remember to be a human soul as I touch another human soul. We have to know how to connect with the client and help him or her feel safe while talking to us. We need to convey that we understand the client, their way of life and their way of being in the world. I realized in that very first session that my deepest work as a therapist could be in connection and understanding. We can have all kinds of knowledge about how people work and how change happens, and what is even more important is how we convey the knowledge and how we convey the fact that we care. One personally helpful and deeply impactful statement from a therapist to a client in a session makes more difference than a therapist talking for an entire session about things that do not help the client feel understood by the therapist. One personally encouraging word from a coach to an athlete can make all the difference. Athletes will learn more from a coach who the athlete knows cares about them and has the knowledge when compared to a completely unpersonal coach who has a lot of knowledge. Different clients and athletes respond to different interventions, coaching cues, and conversations. 
Some clients and athletes will benefit from a very direct and firm approach, whereas others will benefit more from a softer tone of voice and kind words. People need different things in order to change, improve, and become better. We can see the importance of being another human soul when we are interacting with someone who is in their most vulnerable state. We need to be with each other in human ways. Knowing that there is someone who cares about us can sometimes make all the difference in our lives. Austin Maliolo in episode 10 of this podcast mentioned that he has had a lot of people cry in his gym and that points to how we can interact with people in their most vulnerable state and how that applies in fitness and of course it applies in counseling as well. Something about our feelings is that thinking about our feelings and feeling our feelings are two different things. Take time to explain your feelings and also take time to feel your feelings. This can include not saying anything at all and instead paying attention to what you feel in your body and perhaps what images and memories come to mind for you while you feel that feeling. That's a wonderful part about being a therapist for me is that I get to be with people as they work through their hurts and their pain, and I get to help them in that process. I get to help people find solutions to life's most perplexing problems. We don't always find answers to these problems, and something about that is I get to sit with people in that unknown. It is an absolute honor for me to be able to hear people's deepest and oftentimes hidden stories, the stories that few people know. We have to choose wisely who we tell our story to, and over time, who we let be a part of the story of our lives. The choice of who we let in on the most intimate parts of our story is a choice that we have to make. When we have walls up that we think keep us safe, those same walls also keep people out who could possibly help us. There is a quote from David Rico that says, Our wounds are often the openings into the best and most beautiful parts of us. Something about our wounds is that they open us up to depths of life that we could not get to before. Our wounds can lead us to deeper ways of living. We can explore the beauty of life when we do not take the beauty around us and in us for granted. We are able to be with others in their pain and help them through that pain when we have experienced deep pain and deep healing of our own. If I had not experienced hardship and had someone care for me in my pain, I would not understand how powerful the work that I do as a therapist is. I am able to help people in deep ways because of the deep healing that I have experienced from pain and hardship in my own life. Beauty and strength can come from pain because hardship teaches us lessons that comfort never could. The storms in our lives teach us lessons that the calm never could. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.